thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm pri- it's a privilege, and I feel humbled to have you with me uh, today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. I'm so happy, so thankful, and I'm just thrilled that you're here with us. As always, we always ask this of everybody. If you can, please go to whatever platform it is that you use. Give us a rating or review. Also, go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. There you can find links to all of our episodes and podcasts and everything that we do here at the Scattered Abroad Network. And also, if you can, scroll all the way down to the end of that uh, website and that you can subscribe to our email list and that certainly would be beneficial to you as it would be to us as well. If you've been listening for the past uh, month or so, you know that we do have a very special guest with us who's been talking through Ephesians chapter 6 with me. Brother Jeff Archie, again, I'm grateful that you're here with me today. Well, good to be back with you, Caleb, and we're just continuing to look at the armor of God that we can continue in battle and, as we say from time to time, to transform ourselves to what God would have us to be. Absolutely. I, I've got to throw this in quickly. Yeah, I love it. I love your entrance. What's up, everybody? <laughs> That's going to be the catchphrase. Sure. You know, we've got to have that on a mug. What's up, everybody? <laughs> we need to have that on the front of the T-shirt, the Scattered Abroad Network yeah. logo, and on the back. What's up, everybody? You know that that's going to catch, man. I'm telling uh, that's you, that's a that's a good thought. And and and, and look, <laughs> not everybody can do what's up, everybody. Uh-huh. You know, brother Howard and folks know me from various works in the kingdom, polishing the pulpit and other places. But my work with the International Gospel Hour, brother V. E. Howard had the line, "Are you listening?" Uh-huh. He would be doing a broadcast, and he'd say are you listening? And it would catch attention. So that's been a logo we've held to. It's the name of our newsletter. Yeah. It's the name of a one minute segment that we have. And just to embrace that. So, you know, I could not do the, are you listening? Mine is at the end, keep listening. Uh-huh. I tried to work off that, but uh, I'll tell you this quickly, Caleb, and I know we want to get into our lesson, but I was doing a broadcast and a lot of times I'll reach back for one of Brother Howard's broadcast, and I will do it myself. Sure. I will go to his transcript. And when I get to that, are you listening, I say it, but there's another saying, often imitated, never duplicated. Mm. I can't hit it just right. right. And his niece listened to the broadcast, and she said, when you said, are you listening, I had to laugh. <laughs> and I knew what she meant. Nobody could do it like right. Brother Howard. So, right. folks, what's up, everybody? Something's going to come of that. Something's going to come of that. Oh, man, I appreciate that. I had never thought of it that way. But I, my, my goal when I did that was, I mean, you know, podcasts are somewhat informal. And so exactly. I was trying to come across conversational. Hey, I'm your friend. Let's you talk about this. welcome people and folks. Let me say this, and I know we're getting off of what we're doing here, but we'll <laughs> always okay. get back on. Right. I'm the guest. I, I will be going before long, so <laughs> you know he can do what he wants. But if you visit any of our places, polishing the pulpit or the Memphis School of Preaching lectureship or places where we have displays, and you have a chance to drop by the Scattered Abroad Network exhibit mm. or table and get a chance to meet Caleb Rutherford or Michael Clark or Chase Green or any of the young men that work this podcast and work this network, stop by and visit with them. 
and uh, they, they would love to meet you. They would love to hear from you. And, um, well, today we're going to keep on keeping on because, you know, Caleb talking about the armor of God. And we've got another part of that armor got to look at today. It's pretty good. That's right. It's really intriguing when we look at this. And as Jeff mentioned, we're going to talk about today this idea of peace. Doesn't that sound nice, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Peace. Say the word peace. How about the word grace? Eases people. That's right. That's Eases right. Eases people. <laughs> it sure does. And that's certainly something I think our world and culture could use today. A little bit of peace and grace, I think. You know, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 15, um, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, he says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so, Jeff, as we've started each of these discussions, what do you think of when you hear Paul writing these words to the church at Ephesus? Well, I see an emphasis there on the feet, Mm. part of what the armor protects and all, and the gospel of peace. Now, we've looked at loins covered or wrapped with truth and breastplate of righteousness. We see the defense. Now we're seeing not only a defense, but what we use in battle, and it's like this. A soldier's peace of mind is there when he is an aware soldier. He has everything he can. That soldier needs to have a peace of mind. Through the years, we have read stories of those that are in the service who would receive what is called the Dear John letter. It alters the peace of mind. He's not in the right mind to do. But when we see feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, he has now that peace and harmony within his life to battle. And when we see the shoes are important, let's talk about the Roman soldiers' shoes. They were very unique, and they were nail-studded like a football cleat. You know, you see a running back run and he can make a turn. It's because his cleat has hit the ground and he can shift. And so the soldier's shoes in battle was important for him to stand firm and to battle and to have that stability. So when his feet is shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, this is something of which he can enter battle, but it's also defensive to help him stand firm in the battle. He can't get knocked off his feet when his cleats are in the ground, if you will. And look how many times we've seen the word stand, stand, stand. And so he's able to grip that down, which gives him the gospel of peace. Now he has that assurance in battle Mm -hmm. and the peace to keep battling. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's so, <clears throat> peace is so important um, when, it, when it comes to Christianity and to being a Christian. We are called to be peacemakers, and we're going to get into that a little bit later on. You know, Jeff, the gospel is certainly a message of peace, but why is it that there's so much animosity, so much hatred towards the gospel? And we know it's a peaceful message. We know it rings true, a peaceful message, but yes. why? Jesus gave those answers. Here's the first one, John 3, 19. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Number one, 
It's because men love darkness rather than light. They love something else other than the gospel. Here's the second reason. John 5, 44. Mm. Jesus asked them then, how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from God only? Number two, they want to please the wrong people. Sure. They are influenced. Wrong kind of um, wrong kind of peer pressure, if you will. Number three, John 8, 43 and 44. Jesus said, Why do you not understand my speech? Because you cannot or not able to listen to my word. And so it's because people fail to listen to what will help them. So why is there so much hatred toward it? Jesus gave the answer. Men love darkness rather than light. Men love to be around people that have that same feeling, and they're not able to listen to the word. They're not giving the attention. Why is all that the problem? John eight forty four. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust and the desires of your father you will do. Right. It's interesting. You know, a lot of these things kind of boil, boil back down and point towards one being, that being mm-hmm. our enemy, the devil, and how all evil, all sin comes from him uh, in this life. You know, in my estimation, and it kind of goes along with what you mentioned about wanting to please other people. A lot of times I think it's because individuals do simply what they want to do. And I know we've, we've talked about this idea a little bit, a little bit more, but when something, I think when something doesn't go their way, and I speak of myself as I think in, we as just as humans, we do this a lot of times, but if it doesn't go our way immediately, we kind of tend to buck at it and it, we, we want to be at odds with it because we think that we know what's true and what's right. No one likes being wrong. But you and I know, and all uh, most of our listeners know this, James 1, 23 through 25 talks about the Bible being a mirror and how it shows our imperfections. It shows our flaws. It shows all of the things that we need to work on in this life. And that's something that's, that's difficult to hear. It's hard to hear. But we have to know that we will never get to the point in life. We can never be to where we think that we have in some sense arrived. And that we can just sit back and relax. We must always continue to improve. And Brother Archie, I know that you know, Brother, but you, you remember Brother Garland Elkins. And oh, yes. um, one of the things that he told us in class, and if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you, have, you know that I have said this before. One of the things he always told us in class, the biggest room in my life is the room for improvement. And then you look at a man like Brother Elkins, a man who knew his Bible so well. Who would, who would be the first one to say that he's the one who needs to improve? You know, Caleb, no one can see this, but I have my cell phone here, and I'm going to hold it like Brother Garland Elkins held that little Bible. <laughs> right. And I could you know, hear that the biggest room that I have is the room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that is so true. It is. And because... We want to bring peace within our lives. It's part of the armor. And if we have our minds at peace, we're able to engage more so in the battle. Right. Keeps our focus. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as we talk about peace, it really, in some very real sense, I think has kind of been a lost concept, um, a concept that's been lost on our world today, um, especially you look back uh, at the year of 2020 and how so many things um, went, I guess, in, in our estimation, we might say wrong. So many things changed. So many things happened that we just simply wish didn't happen. I know that that happens every year, every single year. There are things that happen that we wish just never would happen. But 2020 seemed to be one of those years that kind of just 
happened more abundantly, I guess, maybe in that year than others. Um, so Jeff, I guess a question that we could ask is how do we, we look at our world, how do we bring peace to a world that, especially in our day and age, and I know that we are sometime past uh, the year 2020, um, but when we look at our world, how do we bring peace to a world that lives in the midst of such chaos in this, in this life? Well, remember that in battle, we are to bring peace. Now, within a battle, within a war, uh, you're going to have a war, of course, and battle and fight, if you will. But now I'm talking physically, but the aim is to bring peace. You know, there is a signature of a peace treaty at the end of the battle. And so uh, in the battle, we are, are to be peaceful. Let's keep in mind, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. So when we have our minds at peace, we want to help others have their mind at peace in this spiritual battle. I read one time, Caleb, you can't be a peacemaker for God while you are a pact maker for the devil. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's I mean, good. that stands strong. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've got to keep in mind to continue onward with the message of peace. And in our battle, Caleb, I believe one thing that helps us is personal teaching. Uh, you know, when you see throughout the scriptures, the one-on-one conversation, you're able to address things. And so we as soldiers of God need to be able and work with the one-on-one ability to teach and to work with others where they are to bring peace within their lives. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we must do as Christians, if we try to bring peace to our world of chaos, we have to point them to the God of all peace. Um, and I think about passages like Second Corinthians thirteen eleven, the God of love and peace be with you. Philippians four verse seven, then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians four verse nine, again the God of peace. Second Thessalonians three sixteen. The may, now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace. And it's interesting. Paul really ends a lot of his letters talking about the God of peace and pointing people back to our creator who truly is the giver of peace. Um, it's one of the fruits of the spirit, Galatians five and verse 22. And so obviously we must point others towards God because he is the God of all peace. But uh, there is, there is a responsibility on us as well for us to live peaceably Romans 12 verse 18. But how, how do we do that? And I, three things that pop into my mind. Number one, we have to listen. We have to listen. We have to actually hear what people are saying, try to understand what they're going through, the problems, the issues, the things in life that they struggle with. Listen to them. Too many times we want to speak and talk to them and tell them about all the things that they're doing wrong. Let's step back. Let's listen to the things that they're doing and having to go through. And then also think about the word love. We have to make sure that we love them, that they understand that we care for them, and more importantly, that God that, that, or that God loves them and that his son died for them, that they are a precious soul um, that, that Jesus Christ died for. And then the, the word live comes to mind. We have to live out what we preach. We have to live out the things that we talk to and we talk about and that we teach and preach every single day. No one's going to want to hear anything you have to say if you are, like what we talked about last week, a hypocrite. So we have to listen, we have to love, and we have to live if we want to help bring peace to this world of chaos around us. Caleb, those are awesome. Listen to the people who are in chaos, love the people to help them out of the chaos, 
and live for the people to let them see how to get out of the chaos. I'll preach. Those three are excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your sermon outline by Caleb Rutherford. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm getting off on another broadcast, podcast. Sorry about that. But that is, that is outstanding because that puts our focus on people mm-hmm. and let us respond as we need to. Absolutely. Excellent. Love that. Absolutely. Obviously, Jesus Christ gives us peace. And we've talked about that. We, we see it through his word. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Our Lord is the only one who can give us peace and true peace. And we know that. But what exactly is true peace? Because I think a lot of people in our world would say that they maybe do have peace in their lives, that they are peaceful individuals. But let's talk about this from, I guess, a biblical standpoint. What exactly is true peace? Well, true peace will allow this. John 14, 27, Jesus to his apostles, who at that time, Caleb, they were going through some chaos. When you go back to chapter 13, they were seeing that Jesus was about to leave them and and talk about someone who was going through chaos at that time. Jesus was. Mm -hmm. You go back and look, he was troubled in spirit and all, but yet he had the power to tell them, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Then he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we need to make certain that our hearts, and if our hearts are covered with the breastplate of righteousness, we have that truth, righteousness, peace within. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatsoever or whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Jesus was continuing to tell his apostles, You will have peace. You will know what you need to know through the Spirit who will come to you. And then Philippians 4, 6 through 9, Paul says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And, of course, as he concludes in verses 8 and 9, the things that are true and noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report, to think on these things. Another word he uses there is to meditate on these things. Sure. So let's keep our peace within by realizing that our hearts will not be troubled. We meditate on these things in verse 9, what we learn, what we receive, what we hear, and what we see. Let us do them. And the God of peace will be with you, Philippians 4 and I. Absolutely. You know, one of the most comforting passages of Scripture, in my estimation, Jeff, is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And talking, talking about the victory mm-hmm. that we can have through Jesus Christ if we live faithful to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of those things that ought to give us peace in this life above anything else. Knowing that, that if we stay faithful to him, if we live the right kind of life, we make the right kinds of choices uh, and we do all that we can to glorify him in everything that we do, then certainly we can be a part of the saved, those who are going to have that victory over death, First Corinthians chapter 15. And that's something that can bring us so much peace um, in this life. You know, I know that peace is something that our world just desperately needs. Um, so let's do all that we can to spread it to others. I know the devil does his best to try and sow discord, not only among brethren, but among the world. 
But let's be individuals who strive to sow peace among our brothers and sisters and among the world around us. Jeff, again, I appreciate you being on the podcast. It's been a great discussion with you today. You're more than welcome, Caleb, and let's do it again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it next week. Thank you again so much for being with us. And as always, don't conform, but transform. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.